Hey everyone, how are you? It's Virginia Trinidad here, wife and mother, bringing you a quick 15-minute podcast about health, wellness, and fitness. All right, guys, today I am going to talk about being a mom. And it just so happens to be the coincidence that today is my 19-year-old's birthday. So she's 18. Today she turns 19. And tomorrow is my two-year-old's birthday. She will be turning three. So coincidentally, it just fell that today I was going to talk about being a mom. So imagine what my day is like. I have one turning 19 and she's in college. So you want to try and make that intentional and, well, nice for her. And then you have another one that is going to turn three. And the party rental company just called me to tell me, that I will no longer have a bounce house, tables, or chairs for tomorrow. So yay. (laughs) Thank you so much for doing that for me. You've just made tomorrow so much more special, party rental company. (laughs) Anyway, so being a mom is literally the hardest thing in the world. It is the hardest job. It is the biggest responsibility. It is absolutely what everybody says it is. It is hard. And the reason it's hard is because there's no manual that says that you are going to be successful at it. And it is constantly, constantly being hard. And I think it's different, you know, when you look at marriage and being a mom, because being married is hard also, which that will probably be our next topic is being a wife. Um, The reason being a mom is so hard is because you know that the things that you do will somehow shape and mold this human being that came out of you into being an adult. So the way that you talk to this thing, the way that you interact with this thing, the way that you punish this thing or choose to not punish this thing will all be (laughs) um, demonstrated to you in some way, shape or form as this thing grows up. So yeah, it's pretty darn difficult for sure. So a little bit about my 19 year old. I had her when I was 24. So very, very young to have a child at 24. And I was really, really scared. My ex-husband at the time, um, he obviously wasn't ready to have a baby. Neither was I, but we both kind of freaked out, but he was raised with the mentality of that. The mom does it all. So we did have help when she was born financially, we were well off and we were able to hire someone to help us. If it wasn't for Nana, I don't know what would have happened to me. She, um, spent so much time with Veronica. She, fed her in the middle of the night. I had literally no idea what I was doing. I remember I was in the hospital room and I had to call a nurse to help me dress her. That's how bad it was. I didn't have brothers or sisters. I am an only child and I only had one cousin and they were older than me. He was older than me. So I had no experience with children and really honestly, I didn't even play with dolls. Like I was an only child and I pretended my dolls were students and I would put them like make them write, I will behave like 500 times. That's what, how I used to play. So I had literally no idea how to be a mom. I was scared out of my flipping mind. So this child comes out, I've gained 60 pounds and I am miserable and Nana and I go at it hard and her dad was trying to, you know, do the best he could. Honestly, um, he loved her and he, he helped, 
but he was going through his own struggles with his own business at the time. So Nana and I just went at it and she had colic and reflux and she turned to be a great sleeper. By the time she was three months, she slept the whole night. She was a good eater, but she was probably the one who I was worried about the least when it came to food. Um, she was the one that I was still getting her Doritos and Cheetos and her lunches were terrible growing up. And, um, I put her in some extracurricular activities, but she was never really a huge fond of, of sports and just watching her grow up was incredible once she was planted in the church and she had so many good friends that she made at church so that was really where veronica thrived and she took up music and she was on stage um singing and just announcing and then she was in the kids ministry since she was seven i put her on a plane and would send her to texas to go to a camp with our church for every year from starting from the age of seven. So that was huge because it molded her into seeing a different culture in Texas, meeting other people that weren't from Miami and just really helping her have this mindset of like travel and getting out of this city was good. So that was really awesome. When she decided to go to high school, she didn't want to go where everybody else was going. All of these girls were going to like these all girl high schools. She is not drama. Veronica's not very dramatic. She doesn't like like the girly girl gossip. So I think her wanting to go to a Catholic school was awesome, not just because of the faith, you know, background that she was going to get, but also the boys, I believe that added a little bit less drama. So she was able to make some friends there in high school, but now in college, she chose to go to Nashville, Tennessee. She got a full ride, um, tuition to Nashville studying Christian leadership. And she's made amazing friends there like friends that she has only dreamt about her entire life. And she has those friends. So Veronica is an amazing teenager, almost 20 next year. And our relationship, you know, was always pretty solid. I tried to protect her so much. I mean, imagine I was divorced young and, um, since I got married young, just getting a divorce, I was young and I tried to protect her so much. I didn't want to use foul language around her. I wanted to keep everything under control. So she is definitely one that I probably, um, I guess swaddled a little bit more than the others. But at the end of the day, she is now the most seems to be liberal because she is just like, I'm getting out of here. She will get on a plane. She'll go anywhere by herself. She has her head really well put on her shoulders. So if you think that swaddling your children and protecting them is going to give you kids that are afraid to leave, that is not true. <laughs> she's okay with leaving. Um, Valentina, she's eight and she's awesome. She's my little, she is the sweetest, nicest soul. She has the biggest heart. She's always worried about everybody. She wants to make every, make sure everybody's okay. She's a little fierce. She has a little temper inside of her. She loves karate. She loves kicking things and hitting things, but she has the biggest heart ever. When I was pregnant with her, I only gained 27 pounds with her and I did work out my entire pregnancy. And Guido was so excited to be a dad. He was the one that he was like, 
I can't wait to be a dad from the minute I met him. So he did have Veronica and spent so many years with Veronica, but he didn't hold her when she was born, you know, so it's different. So Guido was an amazing dad to this baby. He wanted to hold her. He wanted to feed her. He wanted to burp her. He wanted to do everything. He would wake up in the middle of the night also to feed her. So he was super involved. She had reflux, which was hard for us. She had reflux for about three months, but in comparison to my next one, that was a piece of cake. She also slept through the whole night. I set those boundaries like you're never sleeping in my bed. She never slept in my bed. Oh, the smell of her. I could literally still smell her. She is an amazing eight-year-old girl and she is just, she's she's going to have it together. <laughs> she really, really is. So come to my last one that I had when I was 40, 40. 40. I didn't want any more kids. I was done. I was like, I gave you Veronica and then I gave you one of your own. So just give me a break. I don't want any more kids. And he persisted and persisted and persisted. And I said, okay, if I don't get married by the time I'm 40, I'm done. I'm closing up shop. And he was like, okay, fine until you're 40. And of course I got pregnant like three months before I turned 40. So that little girl's name is Vida. And I only gained about 25 pounds with Vida. And I did, again, stay fit and working out my entire pregnancy with Vida. Here she comes out and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be that mom in her 40s. I'm going to crush it. Like I've had two kids already and I'm already so smart that I got this. What? Are you kidding me? That girl has rocked my world she has rocked my world. Let's not fail to mention that she was literally sick with reflux, terrible for an entire year. Praise God for Dr. Katubi. She is amazing. <laughs> she helped me so much, but that girl was miserable, screaming. Just look at my Instagram, miserable for an entire year. You couldn't hold her. You couldn't cuddle with her. The greatest thing was that her reflux was during the day and at night she would sleep the whole night, which I know some of you are like, oh, well, at least you can't complain. No, I can complain. My days were horrible. I couldn't get close to her. She would literally had to be standing up in this perfect, like standing up position when she slept. It was the hardest thing to see your baby in so much pain. Now juggling that baby who needs so much attention with an eight-year-old and trying to still, which at that time, obviously she wasn't eight, she was six. And then you have a girl going to like high school that you know she needs you. It was so hard. It was so hard. I just could not wait to have my life back. And of course, Every mom knows this. Your kids are your biggest blessings. You love them so much. There's nothing you would never do with them for them, but that is flipping hard. Okay. So Vida was home with us. Oh, by the way, a quick tip. Do not name your children with the same first initial Vale Vida Vero, Vale Vida Vero. You don't need Virginia, like Vilma was my mom. Like who does that? This one. I did that. Don't do that. You don't even know who you're calling half of the time. Veronica is in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm still calling her. It's so messed up. Please don't do it. Just take my advice. You don't even, you already don't know who you are because you have all of these kids and now you don't, they all start with the same letter. So don't do it. (laughs) 
If you've watched Vida, Vida loves to eat. She's an amazing eater, which is crazy because she was sick for so long. But whatever, once she started eating, I was like, okay, well, at least she can eat. So I let her eat. So I'm trying to clean up her diet and just um, do the best I can. But of course, right now she's the easiest one. She's going to be three. She is no longer, you know, in that phase. She likes to cuddle now. She has a personality. She likes accessories. She's just awesome. So I had to go through it really, really rough. But now things are so much better. So yeah, I want to say that the biggest challenges is not talking, is knowing that they are all in a different phase of life and that I have to change the way I speak and I have to change the way I communicate differently to all of them because they're such different people and in different stages of life. So that has actually been my biggest challenge. It's hard. Sometimes I'm just like, how much longer can I do this for? And I'm like, uh, you have no choice, Virginia. You're going to be doing this for a long time. I will literally have grandkids maybe possibly before Vida has left the house. That's how I will never have alone time ever again in my life. But very cool to have children in different stages of my life because it has been such a different experience in motherhood. And if there's some suggestions that I could give to you moms out there, I wrote some down just to be able to discuss them with you. But number one is I have always, we have, we have always raised our children in the ways of the Lord. Um, putting God first is so important in our family and, um, going to church and learning about our faith and instilling the kids in the gospel has been absolutely incredible for us. So that has been a big part of our family. I also love to create systems for kids. If your kids don't have structure, then they're not going to have structure in, in their day or in their life. And it's harder for them to create these habits later on in life. So creating systems, whether they be morning systems, nighttime systems, you know, when you wake up, what do you do? But creating systems lets them feel like they are more in control of their day. So that has always been huge in our family. We also have boundaries that can't be crossed. You know, you can speak to me a certain way. You have, you know, these are certain manners. This is how you talk to people. Just like certain boundaries are important for you and your husband, for your children to have, they need to know what those boundaries are because we all know life is going to give us plenty of those. Another thing that I've always done is I always tell them I am going to mess up. I want you to know that I'm going to mess up. I'm not perfect. And just because I'm your parent, it doesn't mean that I know everything. So please just know that I'm sorry when I say I'm sorry and know that I don't expect to have it all figured out. So it's better for us to communicate so that way we can try to come up with the best conclusion to whatever situation we're facing. Um, and be united with your husband or, you know, if the dad is no longer in the picture or you have, you know, a blended family, try to always keep things united with your significant other, because I believe that the yo-yoing between what this person believes is right. And the, the other person believes is right is only causes more confusion to the children. So if you have to get together and discuss things before you actually discuss them in front of your kids, it's definitely important to do that. So I hope that just this gives you a little bit of knowledge as to where I come from and my children and my family. And I look forward to showing you 
via social media more of what it's like to be a mom every day with all of these different kids. And I hope that I was able to give you a little bit of a perspective on a mom who sometimes may seem like we have it together, but we don't, and that it's crazy and that that's okay. And that there's some foundations that we have put in place that we believe create some sort of sanity in our life. Thank you so much for listening today. And as we close today, I just want to remind you that you are beautiful, you are worthy, and you are so loved. Thank you so much.